And I don't know if Aaron Rodgers feels this way, but I feel like Aaron Rodgers sits there and he goes, listen, I might be a weirdo, but at least I'm not the, the former quarterback, so to speak. I just feel, I don't know. I, I'm almost starting to come around on Aaron Rodgers. He was doing the hidden video thing. Like, it's almost enjoyable. You're like, oh, maybe he's not a terrible person. But at the same time, I still think, I know that even though he's gone to the New York Jets, he is still the bully who, while he no longer goes to your school, he uh, dates one of the cheerleaders at your school and you still have to deal with them from time to time. So I don't know in any event, uh, who cares? Let's talk about the schedule. So Sammy, let's just go ahead and start the show. Turn up your volume because you're about to listen to the sick podcast with Adam Ray. The Sickest Chicago Bears and Fantasy Football Podcast. Sports entertainment like no other. It's going to be sick. Welcome to the Sick Podcast with Adam Rank, a very special off-season edition on May 19th, Friday morning. I will be going into the NFL Network studios to do my annual season-long predictions for all 32 teams. One of the tentpole events of the summer because a lot of people uh, don't care for my predictions. As a matter of fact, next Thursday, I will be on with the Chiefs. Uh, let me see if I can get the name of this Chiefs podcast correctly. I feel terrible. Chiefs Focus. Uh, I will be on with Chiefs Focus next week at this time, uh, talking a little bit about the Kansas City Chiefs and Matt Nagy. And of course, they're going to have some questions about what I predict or what I did predict. I don't know when they churn all that stuff out for the network, but I will be on there to talk about Matt Nagy. The fact that I don't hate the Chiefs, even though they all think that I do. Uh, but anyways, it should be a good time. And somebody who I don't hate, but people think I do, uh, is our co-host, Carmen Vitale, who is joining us right now from FoxSports.com and, of course, more importantly, the Sick Podcast. Uh, Carmen, how you living? Uh, I'm great. Fantastic. Again, it's prediction season, so it's going to, you know, I'm going to make some people mad today. Are, are the Bears fans really going to be mad? I feel... I, I, there needs to be, there needs to, I I think there's a scale. There is the, the kid who makes TikToks from Arizona who thinks that Justin Fields sucks. And then there's me on the other end. We're the two opposite sides. Like I am the unrealistic. We're probably going to go undefeated. And then there's this person who's like, Justin Fields is the worst quarterback in the NFL. I think most people are in the middle. We're the two extremes, but I think most like people aren't going to be mad at you, are they? I've already gotten people mad at me, although it's mostly been Vikings fans because oh, they don't I had the Vikings finishing last in the NFC North. They're the worst team. But I, I don't. I just. I there's too many variables with the Vikings right now, and yeah. I do have the Bears improving drastically as far as their win totals go from last year. But I also think the reason that Bears fans are going to be mad at me is because I had the Packers finishing second in the division. Well, I don't, I don't know why you're giving it all away right now. Okay, thanks, everybody, for stopping by. Uh, <laughs> Let's talk about these. Let's go through the schedule. So we're going to okay. go through the schedule. And so yeah. these are my record predictions. These are your record predictions. Uh, week one against the Packers at home. You have the Packers winning for some odd reason. So Jordan Love is just so good 
He's just going to destroy the Bears. Is that what we're thinking? No. This is the thing about week one. It's a total toss-up. You have no tape on any of these teams, what they're going to look like this year. We don't know what a Green Bay Packer offense with Jordan Love at the helm is going to look like. Mm -hmm. And I'm just not ready to think that this is a fairy tale quite yet. And the bears are going to get immediate vindication over the Packers in week one. Mm -hmm. And I mean, they haven't won against the Packers since what, 2018. It's been a while. So, um, I just, I just, I, I I just think it's going to take a little bit more time. That's all. I, I really would caution people, even as I predict the bears to win. The Packers are a pretty good team. I mean, especially defensively. They've got so many first-round picks on that defense. Eight. That they, eight. Yeah, eight eight first-round picks on that defense. They're very good. Like, they're not going to fall off the table. I think I'm, I'm again, I'm starting to put together my predictions for the NFL Network for I'm, uh, recording it tomorrow. I haven't done the Packers yet, but it's like, they're going to be better than a lot of people think. I don't think it's going to be the dumpster fire that people are expecting it to be. And I like Jordan Love when he was coming out of Utah State, even though he was, what, third team All-Mountain West? I don't know who the other two guys were, but apparently he was the third best quarterback in the Mountain West when he came out. But in any event, uh, still a formidable team. They still have Aaron Jones, A.J. Dillon, Christian Watson looked good last year. Yeah, there's it's a solid team. I'm not going to go so far as to pick the Packers to win. Uh, because I think our defense will be improved as well. And I think that I think one of the problems with the Packers is that they're going to get into games where they can't outscore teams, where Aaron Rodgers was able to overcome a, a lot of obstacles that way. I don't think that that's going to be, a, I don't think they're going to be able to flip the switch like they've been in the past. So it's okay. We, we disagree on that one. Uh, I'm pleased to see that you're not picking us to lose to your Bucks, uh, your former Bucks. Former. What is, what is up my with former, you? My former employer. Your former employer. Talking my about former employer. I listen. I when I look at them and I look at the commanders, I don't want to say that they're going full on General Patton, but I think that those teams could be on a road to where like we might be playing for our quarterback next season. What do you, what is the Bucks? What are the, what are the what are the Bucks all about? Because I find it staggering that they're going with Baker Mayfield. Are, is that staggering that they're going with that the Bucks are going with Baker Mayfield? Given how Baker Mayfield did in LA last year, he showed some really good flashes, and uh, given the right tools and a system that can be tailored around him, I don't necessarily foresee him being all of that bad. And I think offensive coordinator Dave Canales down in Tampa showed what he can do with a guy that people have counted out before, and that was Geno Smith in Seattle. So I'm not writing the Bucks off, but at the same time, I can't predict their season worth a damn at this point. If, yeah. if they win that division, I'm not going to be shocked. If they win two games, I'm not going to be shocked. I have no idea where these guys are going to fall when all is said and done in 2023, where the Bucks are going to fall in 2023. But I don't know that they will have it together, whatever this offense looks like with Baker Mayfield at the helm by week two. And I think that the Bears play really well in Tampa. They always have. And that's been something that made my little, even when I was down there and working for the Buccaneers, I always had a soft spot for the Bears. So it 
it still stung as a loss when when the Bears would would win. Uh, but it, it still kind of made my heart a little happy. Where I was like, okay, if we have to, if the Bucks have to lose to somebody, I'm glad it's the Chicago Bears. So, given that history, given that these two teams just kind of have a weird relationship, I think that this is where the Bears can come out and really get a win and make a make a little bit of a statement. Yes, I I like that Downers Grove. Carmen was still very excited. Or I'm sorry, I know that I got the city incorrect, but I was gonna pull out some suburb. But in any that event, actually, I, is where I was born, by the way. Downers I was okay. I was, I was born at. Yes, I was okay. born there. I didn't grow up there, but I was born I at the hospital, Good Samaritan Hospital I in Downers Grove. I knew that. Okay, good. Okay, so I was okay. I, I took the risk. I'm like, I think it's. I don't know why, but I think it's Elmhurst. Elmhurst is where I grew up. That's where you grew up, and I knew Downers Grove was in there. All right, I did. Okay, cool. So I'm not now. I don't feel terrible. I I love what you said about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers because given you know the supporting cast offensively, there is there is something to be said of they could be this year's Seattle. And I I thought about that too because I've actually I haven't done the Buccaneers picks yet, but I've done New Orleans picks, and the Saints and the Buccaneers are both like kind of interchangeable to me to where the bucks could mm-hmm. win 10 games and you'd be like, yeah, okay. And the, and the saints could like be three and whatever three and 14. I'm trying to think I have to do math now. Like, and it's like, Oh, it's one of those things. Like, but then I could also see the chain, the saints winning double digit games and the bucks being the three win team. So both of those teams, and we actually play both those squads this season are very interchangeable to me. It comes down to which quarterback I trust the most. I like Baker. I think that he gets a lot of unnecessary grief, but at the same time, it's like, I don't know. It, I'm, I'm, I thought a lot of what was going on, Sean McVay, but you know what? I'll, I'll I could be proven wrong and that's going to be a okay with me. Um, no, it, it won't be a okay. I don't care. No, I'm saying that we're winning, so I'm fine. Uh, the one game that we do have us losing, we're unanimous on, uh, we're going to go with a loss against the Kansas city chiefs. It's defeatist to me, but f- for my money, this is the one game that I look at where I would say they, they, they might not win this game. Where the one where you're like, I, I, I could make a case of why we could win any of these games. The Chiefs is the hardest one to make a strong case for. There's just not a lot of things I can point to where the Bears have the advantage in any individual aspect of this matchup. You look at Kansas City has put a very big emphasis since the Super Bowl against the Buccaneers of making sure that their offensive line is solid. And I just don't think the Bears defensive line is in a place to challenge that. Not to mention Patrick Mahomes is fantastic against the Blitz. So if you can't get pressure with four, you can't blitz them anyway. I, I don't know how you defeat Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs or the Chicago Bears. On the other side, the Kansas City Chiefs defense is also really, I feel like has gone really underrated. And that's crazy to say about the Super Bowl champions, but there were so many games with which the defense really stepped up and and allowed the offense extra possessions, took the ball away, got pressure on opposing quarterbacks. And again, I'm not sure the Bears offensive line by week three is going to be in its final form, especially if there are still some questions within training camp and you don't get those starting five solidified right away. Yeah. I don't want another season of musical chairs. I don't think it'll happen on the offensive line, but by week three, I just don't know that they will have gelled together enough. So it's, it's a trench thing with me as it always is. 
between the Bears and the Chiefs. And I just, again, there's really no individual position group that I see having the upper hand over any of Kansas City guys. I really, yes. And it, it is, I, I, I agree with you. I don't think that we're going to have a, an, outside of injuries, everybody being healthy, at some point we're going to have our starting five solidified. And I think they're just going to roll with them. And it'll be a, a decision of who plays center. Is it white hair? Is it Ryan Jensen? Is it somebody off the street? Who knows? <laughs> but it, but I really do. But I, I think they will. Like, I think they're committed. I, I feel like we kind of know who the principals are going to be uh, moving forward. But as you said, it's going to be very difficult. I will say this. I expect this to be one of those games where the bears are very competitive. They're scoring a lot of points, but it comes down to just not being able to stop the Kansas city chiefs from scoring. And Andy Reid doesn't get enough credit for this, but if you've ever noticed that, like whenever the, whenever Andy Reid's teams come off a bye week, they typically win. And he's very methodical, very meticulous. And I do believe that when there's these revenge type games and thinking about Matt Nagy, that he goes out of his way to really put it on the other team. And show I think off that, a little bit. I think, I think he, I think he really wants to do that, even though it's in Kansas city, uh, because the chiefs were too afraid to play us in Germany. Um, that's, that's one of the things that really, I don't know that we ever talked about that either, by the way, because I know that you put it in your intro the last time we talked about this, but you realize the reason, and it's, it's a compliment to bears fans, but the reason that Kansas city doesn't want to give up that game is because bears fans travel so well and they spend money in Kansas city and they spend money at Arrowhead and, the Bears are a marquee matchup because of the fans that they bring. So it is a compliment to Bears fans, but it's not because they're scared of playing the Bears. They're, they're afraid of playing us in a neutral field. Well, I mean, but to that, but to that point, I will say this. There's also, like, this is a Chiefs home game. They, even though they're the defending champions, I guarantee you, if they, have, if they played that game in Germany, it would be a Bears home game. Just like it's going to be at SoFi Stadium. And all that stuff, it would be a Bears home game. They would over Bears fans travel very, very well. I was witness to that in Tampa too. Not to bring it all the way back to Tampa again, but that stadium, I there were a couple of those games, especially early on in my career with them. Yeah. It was 60 40 Bears fans in Raymond James. Yeah. Easy. Wild. And we and we don't know if uh if you know a lot of Chiefs fans are probably not allowed to travel outside of the country. And so there's some, you know, things like but listen, they're the team. They're the team that they like as much as the Chiefs make fun of the Raiders. Oh, Raider fans are criminals. Like, who is a literal bank robber? Who would like the most famous Chiefs fan, the Chiefs Wolf, with a Did you see that in the Chargers schedule release? I swear to God. And I'll, I mean, I know we're going to talk about the Chargers in a moment. Uh, that the the nuance and the attention to detail in the Chargers schedule, that's the one thing. Like, Jacksonville's as a cinematic masterpiece was probably the best, but the nuance and the Easter eggs, it was, it's like watching Archer where you don't even get half the references until you go back and watch it over and over again. You're like, Oh, I get that. Uh, yeah. So like I, I just, I didn't even try. Like I watched it and I caught what I could. <laughs> And then I waited until it all like people started tweeting about every individual thing. And that's how yeah. I learned about all of these little Easter eggs. Cause it's impossible to catch it all just by watching it one or two times. They are, they they're, they're the masters of that. They did it last year too. They but did it was it. hysterical and to see them to, to see the wolf pack chiefs, whatever his name is oh, yeah. driving a Brinks truck. Brinks truck, pulling off his ankle bracelet. <laughs> 
And the Bears won. Uh, chef's kiss to them for having the Spice Adams thing. Uh, the Spice Adams meme. Uh, Devin Hester looking surprised as if he's surprised not to be in the Hall of Fame. Like, really well done by the Chargers staff. So we we appreciate, maybe that's why we both eventually picked them to lose to the Chargers. But let's go to week four. I'm kind of surprised. I take the Broncos as a win because I'm me. And of course, I'm going to say things like that. I, I got to be honest. I, I, I was a little, little surprised to see that, uh, that you got us with the dub over the Broncos. I don't, yeah, I, it's at home. I think that, that, that has a big thing to do with it. Not to mention, I, I'm a big, you need to show me something. I'm yeah. going to go off of last year until you show me something different. And I realize they have Sean Payton now, and I have a tremendous amount of respect for Coach Payton. I think that he is going to be able to do a lot more with this franchise, but I haven't seen it. And I just I think that the Bears could pull this one off again, given that it's at home. And I don't know if the Broncos will really have all of their stuff together quite yet by then. Yeah. But, like, no, there's no – there's no one on the Broncos that even scares me right now. I mean, Russell Wilson, if he returns to Russell Wilson from three years ago, but I'm not really scared of any individual position groups over in, in Denver right now. Yeah, that is true. Like I know a lot of people just can, would concede. I think if you ask like a, a the lay person, like who has better receivers, bears or Broncos, they would probably just automatically say Broncos. And I'm like, let's, let's get into this for a second. Cause I don't think, I don't that think that's, that's true like, anymore. No, no, uh, no. I think the Bears do for sure, but I think the co- I think like a lot of not 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 to say casuals, but if you your automatic response would be Broncos, be like, wait a minute, let me think about this for a second. You're like DJ Moore, Darnell Mooney, Chase Claypool. Like, God, that's actually a really good receiver room. And then there's a lot of overrated guys with the Denver Broncos. I think Tim Patrick's going to be back at some point, who is probably yeah. their best receiver that nobody's ever heard of. They talk about Jerry Judy and Cortland Sutton, but Tim Patrick right. uh, was was a guy who made that go. But I'm not ready to. Uh, to give any of the benefit of the doubt to the Broncos until we see something out of it. And by the way, like Andy Reed is really the only guy, I guess Bill Belichick, cause he was the Cleveland Browns coach. But like a lot of times when these coaches switch teams, like it doesn't work out. Jimmy Johnson with the Miami dolphins. Uh, you could go through this whole list, like a, uh, the, let's see who else. Um, George Seifert, who's a Panthers coach, Steve Mariucci, like just looking at some of these teams, you're like, yeah, they went there and then it didn't quite work out uh, in their second stint. Andy Reid being the obvious exception. Uh, Reid and Belichick being the obvious exceptions, but a lot of times. Doug Peterson guys, too. Doug Peterson's doing a good job down in Jacksonville. We'll see. That Listen, he had one game in one season. We'll see what happens. Uh, but let's go to the commanders who I was just doing. I also, for the NFL.com and the NFL Network, I'm doing my state of the franchise feature and I started writing the NFC East and the commanders, you know, you're like the head coach. And I'm like, is Ron Rivera still the coach? I'm like, Oh yeah, he is. Like, I had to, I had to pause and think about it. Cause like, first of all, this guy, God, God bless God, Ron Rivera. Great, great, wonderful human being. Hasn't had a winning season since 2017 last year. Didn't realize his team was eliminated and you want to talk about tank commanders. Um, listen, Sam Howell, don't, don't let, don't let Brock Purdy fool you. Like I don't, you're rolling with Sam Howell means you're playing for Caleb Williams. As far as I'm concerned, which is a shame because they got a great defense and they got a lot of good players on offense. I mean, they didn't, 
pick up Chase Young's fifth year option though, did they? So I don't know. Like, no. is that is that defense as good as we think it is? I, the defensive line last year was was still really good, even when Chase wasn't even it wasn't in there uh, and, and injured. So I guess that makes up for it. The Bears still had an opportunity though that Thursday night game last season to win oh this God. game. Yeah, but it Shut was <laughs> it was it was a really difficult game to watch from both sides. I'll be completely honest there. But the Bears had, and this was when the Bears didn't have an identity whatsoever. They didn't have a hope on offense, any sort of rhythm, and that continued as we saw for the rest of the season for the most part. So now that they have made so many improvements to especially the offensive side of the ball, I think that they can can not only contend but get the best of this Washington defense. And then, yeah, you said it. I don't – who's under center for the Washington Commanders? Sam Howell is – all right. But it, really? Like, if you don't – If not him, Jacoby Brissett. Like – and I'm like, okay, so and Jacoby Brissett is one of those guys where I feel like he's kind of got the short end of the stick in places that he's been. Where I'm like, hey, he might be better than we think he is, but like, if you have two quarterbacks, you have none. That's yeah. my that's my biggest thing. So I don't, I, they don't scare me on offense either. I think that that is a good opponent for the Chicago Bears at that point in the season to start gelling a little bit more, especially if they do win against the Broncos and they can start to win, stack a couple wins. Although yeah. I'm going to have them stop. All right. Kid. Well, hold on week. <laughs> before we get there. Uh, Jacoby Brissett is like a quadruple a player who is like, he's probably like the 34th best quarterback in the league, perhaps where like, if you got to win a couple of games, I think he's very capable. Like if your starter goes down, you need to go win a couple of games. He's your guy. I don't think he's a franchise type quarterback and that's not to besmirch him or in anything. I, I would love to be that good. But I think that that's where he's at. And of course, going back to that game last year, it was one of the most frustrating games because actually our defense, because this is when Carson Wentz was the quarterback for the commanders, the defense played excellent. Their touchdown came because my guy, uh, Bayless Jones Jr. botched the snap or botched the fumble, which led to their touchdown. That's the only reason why they even had a touchdown. And so yeah. that kind of set a, a, a chain of events in motion. And at the end of the game, Without having a DJ Moore type, Justin Fields tried to tried to throw the ball to Darnell. Like you think about the way that, yeah, was that it was a 50-50 ball to Darnell Mooney, who's Darnell not going to win that at his size. Well, and you think about this: the way that they came out because that kicked off the mini buy, which led to the Monday night game against New England, where you go out and we smoke them. And if the Justin Fields that we saw for the remainder of the season was the Justin Fields that was playing against the Commanders. Uh, we probably would have won that game by 30. And especially at, the, at least at the end of the game, he should have ran it in. Like he should have just drawn up a play for him to run around and do whatever. So then they got a little bit more creative. So I think we'll take care of business there. But week six against the Vikings, you got us losing. At home of all things to the Vikings. We're getting swept by the Vikings? Yeah. What? I, again, this is not going to be a fairy tale season for the Chicago Bears, in my opinion. It's going to, there's still going to be rough patches, and they're going to come up with one soon enough here. There's going to be rough patches. There's going to be signs of, uh, oh God, is this still the Bears, you know, that I grew up with? Can they ever get anything right? And then you're going to see some really, really good things, and they're going to put some things together, and they're going to give you hope too. It's going to be a roller coaster of a season, mark my words. 
And one of those things is going to be, I just l- losing to the Vikings. Just the, oh my god, we're getting I, butter. I, I, it's, I it's buttercup. Yeah, we're we're getting buttercup right there. You get built up. With I don't like the wins. way that these teams match up together from the Bears' perspective. That's the main reason for all of this. Is that the Vikings didn't get to do much in the draft, but they got Jordan Addison. Jordan Addison can compliment Justin Jefferson, and. I think that Kirk Cousins is again going to show you that he's a lot better than the national audience thinks he is because his coach, his teammates, they all rally around him and support him. And I just think that that's going to be too much for the Bears defense. That isn't again, there's, there's some very obvious holes. And if you don't get pressure on Kirk Cousins, he's going to be able to do some things against you. That's, that's my, that's my matchup that doesn't go the bears way. I would contend that we have a great read on Kirk cousins. Like he's exactly, I, I like, we all pick him for our fantasy teams. We know he's going to go out there and put up points. And then when he goes to the playoffs, he's just going to, he's going to sit there and fold. He's like a, a cheaper. He's the, uh, he's the dollar tree version of Aaron Rodgers, where it's like, God, oh, great regular season quarterback folds in the playoffs, but to a lesser degree, uh, not as good as Aaron Rodgers. Still good. Like whatever. Uh, I I can't see us losing that game. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna do it. Do I have us losing the other game to the Vikings? I have us sweeping the Vikings. I went the other. I went the other way. I will at least. Way. Yeah. I'm like we're not now. I I think that team. They they. You win a lot of close games, and it says something about your character, and it says something a lot about it about your momentum. But I really do feel like. If the Bears had been able to pull off the game against the Commanders, which then would have begat them going to New England, and then I feel like they would have had the confidence in a lot of those close games that they would have been, they would have ended up winning more games than they did, obviously, and we wouldn't have had the number one pick, but, and it kind of builds, it snowballs from there. I think that's what happened with Minnesota. And Justin, say, Jeff- that's what, but that's exactly what they did. was able to do last year. They got, they got bailed out because, cause Justin Jefferson like literally won them a game in Buffalo and then it just that's, snowballed, but I don't think it's going to happen again. That, that that's you're counting on that. If that's what your thing is like, Justin Jefferson's going to miracle us more victories. I don't know if that's the game plan that I want, but good luck to them. I hope yeah. it works. I, I hope it doesn't work out for them. Uh, <laughs> But that's, I I do also think that Brian Flores, I don't think this, they don't have enough resources on defense to make this engine go entirely well. But one thing I do think Brian Flores is going to bring to the Minnesota Vikings defense is pressure and aggression. And they are going to be able to generate some of that provided they don't end up getting rid of Daniel Hunter. Yeah. Darius Smith is now gone, but Brian Flores can get very creative with those pressure schemes. And so I just expect that if they can't do anything else on defense, they're going to be able to get some pressure, get some pressure to the quarterback. We both have us with a victory over the Las Vegas Raiders in week seven. We're not giving enough respect to Josh McDaniels and Jimmy Garoppolo. I don't, I I don't expect Jimmy Garoppolo to be playing in this game. It's week seven. Like uh, his, his annual injury. Will it now that's mean. I don't like saying that kind of stuff, but you know, it's a Jimmy, it's a Jimmy Garoppolo coming home game. Uh, of course he, he is from Arlington Heights, the, the future home of the Chicago bears, but no, we, we, we are confident the, the bears are going to win that one. I don't know that Jimmy Garoppolo is 
any different from Derek Carr. And if Josh McDaniels can't make Derek Carr and his college teammate Devontae Adams work, yeah, I don't know why he's going to be able to make Jimmy G and Devontae Adams work. That's a so I think that that defense got worse too. So somehow I, that seemed impossible. Yeah, but it somehow it did. Right, certainly didn't get better. I don't believe that the Raiders have anything going for them this year, quite honestly. And especially given the division that they're in, they could be pretty beat down by then. Um, even though it's only week seven. I I just, I, I don't trust the Raiders to do anything this year, quite honestly. And yeah, that's, I, I guess the Jimmy G revenge game, given that he's home and that he'll be, he'll be juiced up, but I don't know. I don't, Good for I don't him. Really. Yeah. I I agree with it, obviously, because I picked the Raiders. And then both of us the following week have us losing a home game to the Chargers. I don't I don't feel great about this pick. I almost I don't know. I'm I'm having second thoughts about this, about us losing a home game to the Chargers. It doesn't seem right. Is it home or is it away? I know I know what I'm saying. It's a it's at Chicago, it's at Soldier Field West. SoFi Stadium. Right. SoFi Stadium is a home game. At, yeah. Think about. Well, listen, every every team is a home team in, in SoFi when the Chargers play, unfortunately. Poor Chargers. Like, this is going to be uh, bad. Like, it was one sided when it was the Rams, and the Rams sort of have fans, but like the chart, oh man, this is going to be bad. I feel, I already feel bad for being in that stadium decked out in, in Bears gear, but not enough Bears to not gear. do it. Yeah. I. I really think that Justin Herbert is going to take that jump that we've been waiting for him to make this year. And hopefully they've resolved things with Austin Eckler and he's not going to want to go anywhere and he's going to be utilized correctly. And they're all going to ride off into the sunset. Cause I do think the chargers have so many good pieces and I think they're going to be able to put it together this year. They're going to have to put it this way by, by then by week eight, I honestly think that if the Chargers win over the Bears, that can solidify them being a good team. If yeah. they lose to the Bears, then this is a repeat of the last couple of years where they have just failed to meet expectations. I really, this might be the barometer game between the Bears and the Chargers of how the yeah. Chargers season is eventually going to go. That's a great point because, you know, the, but the Chargers also do this thing where they'll lose to the Bears and then beat the Chiefs. Like it's just they're they're so wacky. Nothing about them ever makes sense. The Austin Eckler thing, I do believe that that's going to work out. Although they did get uh, Johnston out of TCU, and when Quentin Johnston, yes, Quentin Johnston, and when Keenan Allen and Mike Williams are both healthy, like they don't throw the ball as much to Austin Eckler. I know this is probably more of a fantasy thing, but if they have all three of those guys, I know that they tried to address the the tight end position, but if Quentin Johnson can go out there and play, I don't think it's going to matter. I will tell you that I got a couple of evaluations on Quentin Johnson that were not good uh, from somebody that I trust, from somebody who breaks down wide receivers who was like, don't. Because he was because I was asking selfishly as a Bears fan, and he's like, you don't want him. As a matter of fact, the only guy of the entire first-rounders of uh wide receivers that he really liked was Jackson Smith and Jigba and the rest of them. He's like, you don't want any, including Jordan Addison, which I didn't quite agree with, but Quentin Johnston to my, to some, to some scouts uh, drew a couple of red flags, but the chargers, you know, that's an opportunity for them. And you know what? Their defense has to start coming through at some point. Yeah. So 
we'll see what happens. And then the following week in New Orleans against the Saints, uh, New Orleans, a uh, special place in the hearts of Bears fans everywhere because of Super Bowl XX, uh, but also our rivals of the 2000s, early 2000s. Yeah, the 2000s. Uh, but we both have us with a loss. Mm-hmm. I think, yeah. and again, going back to what I was saying earlier about the Bucks and Saints, I trust the the Saints a little bit more. I think their defense is a little bit better. And I think that's, I, I think it could actually be a really nice team. I think the running back that they drafted is pretty good. I think they could be okay. I think this could go either way. I have it as a loss just because I'd rather be conservative in my predictions and then not be disappointed rather than get my hopes up and then, you know, whatever. Um, but yeah, this it's a tough place to play. The Superdome is a tough place to play. And the Saints have one of the true home field advantages in this league. And I know because I've had to sit in that press box more times than I've ever wanted to. It's freezing. It's loud. The food is terrible, which is really terrible for New Orleans, given the fact that the food in the city is wonderful. In the press box, it's terrible. What are they serving? Uh, I mean, I know this was kind of a symptom of COVID, but the year after COVID, we went back and they were literally serving Lay's potato chips and cookies. Oh, my God. That's all we got. And it was frigid and they cut the service off in the third quarter i remember because i went back to get a tea because i was so cold in that press box because it's open air and all of the somehow all of the cold air like gets trapped up there i don't know how that works because cold air doesn't rise but i was frigid i went in the third quarter to get another tea and they were like no we shut off the tea service i'm like you shut off the hot water like it's hot water i'm not asking you to keep things out forever but like you're taking away tea from me. I'm freezing. It was the worst experience. I've had the worst experiences in the Superdome. I could go on and on and on about, I got stuck on the concourse that game. No one could tell me which elevator was the correct one to get back up to the press press box. I have had the worst experiences in new Orleans at the Superdome specifically. I do not like it. I don't think it's a good place to play for opposing teams. I will give this though to the fans. They are so loud. And because that press box is open air, you cannot hear yourself think. Because you're so close to the ceiling and all the sound is reverberating off the ceiling. So not only are you getting everybody that's literally right in front of you, but you're also getting the sound echoing. It's an absolute nightmare of a place to have to work and not be a Saints fan, essentially. Yeah. <laughs> if you can't drink, don't go to the Superdome. Oh my God, for sure. And when you're saying open air, it's not like you're not open to the outside world, but open to the rest of the stadium. Open to the rest of the stadium. Because, yeah, it's obviously a super dome. It's a dome. But a lot of domed stadiums have open air press like press boxes because of the fact that it's already indoors. So, like, Minnesota has one. The Lions have one. Both wonderful places to see a game. Wonderful places to work a game. Can't say enough about their facilities. The Superdome is the worst. It's my least yeah. favorite stadium in the entire NFL. I will tell you, SoFi Stadium – for the Rams and the Chargers, uh, it's fully enclosed, so you can't hear the you can't hear the out. I mean, you can you can tell what it's loud, but when you go outside, sometimes you're like, "Oh my God, this is loud!" Like they've really done a nice job of engineering. And then inside the press box, you can't you don't notice it. No, you can sit there and have a conversation with somebody sitting next to you, and you can get a full size Snickers in the fourth quarter if you want. They have the whole movie theater candy section. Yeah, it's amazing. It's like oh, they had, and they all they have multiple options all game long they have they change them out for halftime sofa i think has the best food in the league oh, um i would say so it, it's either them 
AT&T or Mercedes-Benz in Atlanta, those all have really mm. good spreads as well. Everybody says the, the Bucks is really good. The Bucks is really good, but it doesn't compare to those other three. Sorry. There you go. No, it's fair. I think uh, our friend Kevin Fishbane, he's going to be spoiled by the, the SoFi Stadium and then the following week. But he'll, he'll be in New Orleans. Who cares? You guys are fine uh, going to New Orleans. Hit the French court. And the, the, the one thing about the Saints, though, it's the only – well, not the only one, but outside – like when you, when you walk out of SoFi Stadium, you're, you're in Inglewood. I don't know if you're going to go to Target to go get a Starbucks. There's nothing around. But New Orleans, you got to walk down a couple of streets, but then you're you're right there in the middle of everything, so you can go out and get some food. Yeah, you're in, you're yeah. in downtown. You can walk to the French Quarter. I don't rem- you- recommend doing it at night if you're, you're by yourself fine. and a girl. No, no, no. no, no. Um, oh yeah, well yeah, that's after the game because I was going to say once everybody funnels out of the stadium, you're all in a big group, yeah. and it's fine. But that was I understand. Also a really bad experience, but uh, if you are allowed to be a fan and you yeah. are with other people. New Orleans is a very fun city, and yeah. that's a fun game to go see again if you can drink. But if you're walk working out, it, it's a walk nightmare. Out, walk out as a group, and uh, you'll be fine. Walk down to the French Quarter. Yeah. Uh, I'm interested to get to this Week 10 game. I have us with a victory over the Carolina yeah. Panthers, which will help us in the draft because we're hoping that Carolina gets the first overall pick because we own that pick. You have the Panthers being so much better than us that we come home to play the the Carolina Panthers and yet they 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 beat us why what 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 do you I this is the so, NFC south is so hard to predict and the fact that the the north is playing this out this year I, again i'm this is a very conservative prediction for me i could very easily be wrong on this and i it could have gone either way i just put a loss because i had an I had a final record in mind that I wanted the Bears to finish with. Oh, and so there were just some games where I was like, all right, they're going to have to lose some ones that they shouldn't lose. And they're probably going to win some that they shouldn't win. And so I was playing around with it when I was doing my predictions to match up with the record that I felt like I wanted them to end up with in my predictions. See, so the, pan- you, you the Panthers in, was you just walked, one of those games. You walked in with a defeatist attitude. You're sitting there. I, you're on the tee box. Of trying a par- to be realistic. You're one of on us the, has to be. You're on the tee box of a par four, and you've already put into your mind that you're going to get a double bogey, and so you're going to find some way to get to that score instead of being like, I listen. I went to this like I thought. Like, oh, the Bears win nine games. It's it's good. Like that's a good season. That's fine. Even eight games. But then you start looking at the games individually and be like, well, I, I'm not necessarily conceding to this team. I don't want to concede to this team. Now I'm sitting there. I'm trying to be realistic. Be like the Chargers could be a very good team. The Saints could be a very good team. So I'm trying to be a little realistic instead of being like, we're going to go 16 and what? God, I hate the 17 games. Um, 16 and one. But I, I don't know. I just don't want to like, I don't know. I could see it. I mean, I could see us buttercupping it, but at the same time, not enough for this me to go up. Week 10 gives Frank Reich enough time to work with Bryce Young for them to figure some things out on offense. I think this defense is a lot better than people are giving it credit for. You're fine. Yeah. And I think that they are a more complete team than, again, people are giving them credit for. With all of that, with the, with the Panthers, with, with all that being said, I cannot predict the NFC South to save my life. I have no idea which of these teams are going to be good and which of these teams are going to be bad. Each team, you can make a case for why. 
They will win the division, and each team you can make a case for why they're only going to win two games. I, I, I'm at a loss for why. It could just be, again, it could just be one of those games. It's just going to be one of those games. All right. Let's get to Carmen's favorite team. No, I'm going to get to your favorite team, the Detroit Lions. Your Lions. So you have the Vikings and the Lions sweeping us. I tried. I don't have a favorite team. I tried to give the Lions a little bit of credit because I I fully am like, listen, it could end up going very south for them super easily, but I wanted to give them a benefit of the doubt because I like the process that they have put together. And I have even come around to the Jameer Gibbs thing like, okay, if you're going to get rid of DeAndre Swift, if you don't like him, if you think that you can go out there and draft a better version of him, fine. I'm now, I'm okay with the process. So I want to give them the benefit of the doubt. But everybody, God, everybody wants to pretend like they're going to the Super Bowl. Like they're fine. Like they didn't go to the playoffs last year. They had a very great end of their season. Outside of the Kansas City Chiefs, nobody had a better ending of their season. You could have written a movie about that. Like that is like, have you ever ever seen a movie called Major League? I don't know if you're old yes. enough to have seen. Okay. Yes. Major, yes, League seen ends, Major League ends. Major League ends with the Indians or the Guardian, the Indian. Can I still say Indians? Uh getting to the playoffs. Um, and like, but you don't know, like they get eliminated. Like Moneyball. Moneyball ends is which is a true story. Uh Moneyball ends, yeah. like we forget that they lose in the first round of the Yankees or the Twins, excuse me. Like we we forget that. Like that that could have been the lot. Like the Lions last season could have been a movie. They beat the Packers. Like that would have been a very good cinematic ending to a movie. But the fact remains, they didn't make the playoffs and they're fine. I don't know. I don't know. You love them. I, I don't want, I don't know. I don't want to say anything. I don't have favor. I'm trying to do my job, Adam, which is predict what's going to happen. And when I'm looking at these four teams in this division, I think the lions have the best chance to win the division at this point. doesn't mean they're my favorites. You're perpetuating all of the, the hate that I get online well, I'm for not being I'm a Bears saying, fan. I'm not supposed I'm to be a Bears fan. Betting favorites. Not a, betting favorites. I am. This is this is predictions. This is it says record predictions. All right. Uh, listen, the Lions. They've they're going to be really really good. This comes back to the trenches again. They're going to be really good on both sides of the lines. The offensive line. They they've added another piece. They are solid up there up front and Jared Goff has been able to work with those guys a lot better by this point in the season by week 11 they will have Jameson Williams back and they will be able to for a couple games as well like for for quite a few games because he's only Wait, how long? he's not suspended. he didn't get suspended for First the four games by Calvin Ridley no he's six games oh my god so wow. he's suspended for the first six games of the season because he was betting on it was my understanding of the whole situation. He was betting on Detroit Lions property, but he wasn't betting on the NFL. Oh. So that was where the infraction came from. He he placed a completely legal bet that was legal for him, but he just in, did it on Lions property. In the state of Michigan, you're allowed to bet, yeah, like golf or something yes. like that. So like, yeah, betting's, betting's legal in Michigan. You're allowed to do all that kind of stuff. It's just that you can't do it on... And that property includes the away team hotels too. Like it's very, I'm not excusing yeah. it because every, every player should understand the rules at this point, but 
Yeah, so he's only suspended for the first six games of the season. He will have been back for a few weeks at this point. So they will under the Lions will understand what they have in their receiver room. Jared Goff will have been able to work with them at this point. Uh, they had they they had a really good draft. They picked up good tight end and Sam Laporta, and who people have told me people that I've talked to around the league. He is essentially TJ Hawkinson, but he's younger and he could in fact be better. So you replace TJ Hawkinson with TJ Hawkinson 2.0 at a cheaper price. You have Amon Ross St. Brown too. Now you can keep him in the slot and you can go to Jamison Williams on the outside. I just think that this team is going to be clicking by then and the bears are just going to be in their path. Hmm. So Sorry. Plus, that's at home. But if if they're gonna, you're even admitting they're gonna split. I want to get the Lions in this season. I want to. So, I want to give the Lions a little bit of credit, a little bit of a benefit of the Detroit, doubt. Yeah, they can they can lose in Detroit. I'm not saying, and I I have a sweeping the Vikings. See, I go the other. I have a sweeping the Vikings. You have us getting swept by the Vikings. You have us getting swept by the Lions. Uh oh, it hurts. It hurts my heart to see all this. But in any event, the Browns, uh, though, in a in a weird twist, the only occasion where this happens is that I have us losing at Cleveland. Uh, you have the Browns winning. I hate Cleveland. I don't hate I hate, I hate Cleveland. I no, I don't hate Cleveland. I hate I hate the quarterback they have. Sorry. I like this I like the city of Cleveland. I love the fans. Yeah. I hate their quarterback. I think that's the thing. I should change it. Why Same. am I giving? Oh, I should change. I, it. I the Browns could be understand. pretty good. Though. How? Why? And Deshaun Watson showed us nothing last year when he was finally able to play. It was a complete disaster, and yeah. I'm not entirely convinced that it's going to rectify itself by this time. Like, I, like it's magically going to get better. When have we ever seen, especially with the implications? of mm-hmm. that contract on Deshaun Watson and the pressure that that places on him to play up to a fully guaranteed contract, unprecedented, never before seen contract that no, no, it's not. I, I just, I, I only want bad things though, for the fact that Deshaun, they give Deshaun Watson that, that contract. I just don't want to see it work out for the Browns. You convinced me. I can I'm, admit that I'm, I'm biased there. When I do this, I'm gonna I'm gonna change my pick and I'm gonna go. I'm gonna have us beating the Browns. I don't want that on the record. You're right. This is fine here. We're talking through this. Uh, all the fans of the Sick Podcast, listen. I try to be transparent. I I think I am overinflating the Browns. I'm like, why? Yeah, th- this is one. Again, believe it or not, I am trying to be as objective as possible. I I think one of the biggest things for me is that you're coming off a big win over the Brown uh, over the Lions. Excuse me. Is they would be so like they could be so like even you said it, you know, you lose games. And you're like, how did we lose that game? Like, how does how does this make sense that we would lose to this this dumb team or whatever? And I think coming out, I think that's what it is, because I'm looking at it because when I do it, you know, I'm looking at it week to week. And I'm like, if we win a huge game against the Lions, I could see us coming out flat the following week because it happens. It's the NFL. Things of that nature happen. And mm-hmm. so, you know what? It would be. There's going to be inexplicable losses. I actually, you know what? Looking at it, like you have the Panthers is that instance. Is that for instance? Um, that is our process of like, there's going to be a game we shouldn't lose, but we do. 
you pick the Panthers, I pick the Browns. Maybe I'll flip it. Um, I don't know. We'll see. I don't. I don't like us losing three. I have the Bears. Four. I have the Bears finishing with a four-game win streak, which gives them a lot of momentum going into next season. I think that that's a great thing. The Cardinals are going to be terrible. I think we can all agree. Like, I don't think that there's any hope for They're them. They're a mess. They're I don't. Again, we're sitting here going, the Panthers could be this year's Seahawks. The Bucks could be this year's Seahawks. The Saints, even the Falcons. I mean, the Falcons have a lot of talent on offense. I just don't think that Desmond Ritter is the quarterback to get them there. The court, yeah. But even them, you're Agreed. like, okay, they got Calais Campbell. They've, they've made some nice. You're like, okay, like I could, could see it. The Falcons, or the excuse me, the Cardinals are like an absolutely not. There's just no way. There's no, no. way that team can be good. I think they're a candidate to go 0-17. I, I am completely with you. I don't see Kyler Murray having command of that offense at all. Your best offensive player and your, one of your best defensive players both won out. So I don't know how you galvanize a team like that to have any sort of success, especially when there haven't been – I mean, like you're, you have a new regime – but that's a lot to place on those guys to really get things together for that team with not a lot of resources. I don't think that they're going to be any good. And it just seems like every other week there's something else coming out about the Cardinals and how bad the culture is there. And there's some problem with someone within that building. And I just, I don't see that working out for them. So what I think the Bears I- at this point too will be they'll they'll have figured things out and they're going into the off season next off season with some momentum and uh yeah i you know what i i, I look at the card like would you i they can't get rid of kyler murray right now because he's injured he might not even play to like what week eight or something like that yeah so there really is nothing they can do with that but honestly like they should just get rid of d hop buddha baker anybody who wants out they didn't extend a, they didn't give a fifth year option to uh isaiah simmons like yeah. there's just there's just so many things going on with that team of like, if there is a squad of every, of anybody who is, you know, going full tank commander and wants to go for Caleb Williams, because the Cardinals could find themselves with a very interesting question of like, yeah, what do we do? Yeah. What do we do at the quarterback position? For I me, think there's some sort of, is there some sort of out with Kyler Murray's contract after this year? There always is. I'm, I'm pretty like, sure there is. Yeah. yeah. There's, and there is some team dumb enough to take him. Uh, maybe it's the Las Vegas A's, but there will be some team that wants to take him. Kyler Murray just seems like the kind of guy who should have played baseball. Like his his aloofness works better in a baseball dugout than it does being an NFL quarterback. That's my read on this, and no disrespect to him. He's a great athlete. Uh, but the Falcons. So we talked about the Falcons. Uh, I love I love all their play. Like I love their players. I like I, Bijan Robinson, Drake London, Kyle Pitts. I love it all except for Desmond Ritter. I think that's the reason why I don't go with the Falcons here. Yeah, they did a lot of good things in free agency on defense too. Like you mentioned, Clay's Campbell. Uh, I think he's still got a good year, maybe to two, maybe two left in him. Just being and, there, just being there with right, a team like that, this is enough. That's exactly what I was going to say too, is that he is one of those guys that is a really good defensive leader mm-hmm. or just leader in general, Clayus Campbell. And he's been that way since he was with the Cardinals, yeah. uh, in fact. And then, you know, in Baltimore and everything, like he just commands so much respect. Former Walter Payton man of the year. Like he commands so much respect from so many of his teammates. And I think that he was a really good addition, even if it wasn't, he's going to be a rotational player on the inside yeah. of that defensive line. 
And I think that that's a great spot for him and that he's going to do a lot of really good things for that defense. And again, the Falcons could very easily win the NFC South. Yeah. If Desmond Ritter surprises us all, he's got it on a weapon too. So like that, that could entirely, that could totally happen. I cannot even begin. I'm so glad I don't cover the NFC South. I'm so glad I'm not Greg Allman. Shout out Greg. He's a great yeah. reporter, but I couldn't do it because I have no idea what I'm to make of any, all, all four of those teams. I have no idea what to make of them. It is a, it is a difficult situation to try to figure out who's doing what I, I my friend Charles over at Yahoo sports, at four verts, Charles McDonald. Yep. Uh, he, Good friend of both of ours. Yes. So I was, uh, I've been repeating this on the air, but giving him credit, of course, as I am right now <laughs> at four verts, you should follow him on Twitter. He called, he called the Falcons, the NFL version of an and one mixtape. And I'm like, that was the most incredible <laughs> description of a, of a thing. Like to the point, like I'm now angry. I'm now angry that I didn't think of it. Like, oh, mm-hmm. that's so good. And so uh, Charles is a long suffering Falcons fan. He is a wonderful follow for no other reason than his tweets during an Atlanta Falcons game. Whether or not you have any incentive to, you know, or any relationship with the Falcons, any sort of investment in the Falcons, it doesn't yeah. matter. He's hysterical. I got to do uh, perfectly gotta... encapsulate what, what, it's, what it's like to be an NFL fan these days. No, him and uh, Lord don't lose. He also loves the uh, the Falcons, if I'm not mistaken. So there's a lot of there's a lot of fun. Like, I, and I I don't know if they're all from Atlanta or if they're fans because they like Michael Vick and Madden. Like that is a weird that that is a team that has a weird yep. like large fan base because of a video game, and it makes sense. I had I had kind of a weird affinity for the Falcons, given I played Madden so much growing up, and yeah, yeah. Michael Vick is hands down was your favorite player to play with. He did yeah. so many things and got you out of so many situations and was really the first player like that to come along in that video game. And that because, video. and then he was you watched him on Sunday and then he was like the player that you were playing with in the video game. It was 100 I had a I had a weird affinity for the Falcons too given that all of that. And I'm a, I'm a bit older than you so I will say Randall Cunningham was also that guy but Super Tech Mobile wasn't as cool as the Madden franchise so it was very and and all and by the way he was QB Eagles or QB yeah QB Eagles in the, the Super Tech Mobile cuz he didn't give his NIL name image or likeness although I guess they kind of used his likeness like you no mistaking who they were saying uh but week 18 you have us winning oh we you have us winning at Lambo which is amazing sure do. Oh my God. So, hey, don't give me so much crap for having the Bears lose at home because I'm going to have them win up in Lambeau. I, that was my concession. You're like a family member that blows off all the holidays, but you show up at our birthday with a great gift, pretending we're going for, we're gonna to forget all the other misdeeds, having us lose, getting swept by the Lions because you make it up with a grand gesture of us beating the Green Bay Packers. But I do think like, if things go the way they do, if the Bears start picking it up, like this could be a team that's rolling at the end. Yeah, that's what, again, I think it's very important to note that the Bears still have a lot of things to figure out this year. But yeah. by the end of this season, the Chicago Bears are going to have figured things, a lot of things out. It's going to just be a matter of getting a few more pieces next offseason before they become a team that's going to be very competitive. And the end of the season is going to show us that. That is my prediction. 
All right, let's look at your overall your overall predictions of an eight win season, eight and nine, mm-hmm. which as, as you said was an improvement over last Best year. Improvement over last year. A six game losing streak, though. Wait, five game, one, two, three, four, five, six. I know. I know. You want us? You want us to have us? You want to have us losing the bye week as well? Like, what a run this would be. Like, this would be. But it, you know what? You do see this a lot with young teams. Is that you know they they give you some hope early on, and then they just get it handed to them for a long stretch of time, and then four game a four game winning streak to to ruin our draft position. Like, it means nothing. We're not making the playoffs. Eight and nine would not get the Bears into the playoffs, but then we would end up, instead of picking fourth, we're now picking 12th. We'll also have the Carolina Panthers pick as well, but that is that there is some realism there, and it's it's almost too real, and I don't like it. Uh, let's show my, <laughs> let's, show the, let's show the happy version, uh, which is going to change because I'm not going to have us losing to the Browns. I might have us losing to the Browns. I don't see us losing four consecutive games. I think that's why I broke that up, but uh, Something weird's gonna happen. Twelve and but you ha- you have the Bears winning four consecutive games. Twelve and five. Well, there's that's where the Buttercup happens. That's where the Buttercup happens. Uh, I just don't see us losing to the Vikings. I'm not gonna. You're not gonna ever get me to trust the Vikings. Uh, the splitting with the Lions. You don't yeah. have to trust. You can you can split. You don't have to trust the Vikings to, to split the season series with them. But it is funny when you do predictions. Like there is a lot of like. When you go over the the total records, like you will see teams like in the moment, you'll be like, oh, I've I've picked them for five or, you know, and you're like, oh, how do I have them winning just five games? And then you got to go back and look and be like, because they're they're better than that. Like, where can I find three more wins? And I think that's kind of what you did. And I know I was giving you a hard time for it, but that's the way the NFL works. Like all almost all these games are 50 50, except for the, the Chiefs game. So uh do we have it? By the way, I will say, you... oh, ooh, yeah, questions. No, but I was just saying, like, I when I went through each individual game first, like, I mm-hmm. had the record in mind, but I didn't know exactly how I was going to get there. I did come up with, I think, the Bears winning 10 or 11 games. And I was like, yeah, mm, you did. that's a little too rich for me. And again, I'm just a realist. And this is the biggest indication that I did grow up here and I grew up a Bears fan because how am I supposed to trust them? I have trust issues. Yeah, that's and fair. you can't blame me for that. I think every team in the <laughs> NFC North, except for the Packers, has trust issues with their franchise. So I just, I've seen this before. I've seen a team being built up before, and they go through some rough patches, but then they give you something to hope for, and that's what I have the Bears doing. And uh, and anybody, and as everybody looks at these, remember, I root for Arsenal. I root for the Angels. So. Look at the way these two seas- these two teams' seasons have gone. Uh, there's a guy again who's like, "Oh, there's no way the Arsenal, the Arsenal, such an American. There's no way Arsenal could lose the Premier League now uh, than they do the Angels, a game above 500 right now. Uh, so I'm fully expecting the Bears to win six. So I am that way, but I'm not going to come out here and bum the people out who've decided to spend their Thursday Sorry. evening with us. Uh, do we have any Sorry, questions? Guys. I don't want to ignore anybody. If we need to get some people in, if not, yeah. uh, we do appreciate everybody who, uh, who stopped by tonight. Be, be sure to, to comment using the word sick to let us know you're having a good time. So I'm hearing the bears are going to lose some games because some of the teams they play got better in the draft. Didn't the bears also get better in the draft and the, yeah, Carmen, didn't the bears get better? 
But we did have three wins they, last year. So. That is exactly my point. They got better, but they were the starting point from where they got better from was a three-win season. Three wins. Lowest passing yards total in the league by a large margin. They didn't have an offense to speak of. The defense doesn't have an identity yet. What going to an eight to nine, eight and nine season is a vast improvement that is on par with all of the moves the Chicago Bears made this offseason. And I stand behind that. They had a long way to go. All right. Well, listen, uh, if you've enjoyed this show, we thank you for being, even if you didn't, and if you're upset at Carmen, that's fine too. Do we have anything else, Sammy? Because I, I, I don't want to ignore anybody. But in any event, yeah, why don't you, and not you, Carmen, but everybody else who's listening and enjoying the show, go ahead and put down your schedule predictions. This will be your opportunity to have it as a per, as a, as a record. You know, we won't, re- we won't erase it or anything, but you can now point back to it. You know, if you pick the Bears mm-hmm. to win 13 games and they win 13 games, you can go back to the comments right, section. Right screen grab it put it on twitter and be like see i called this back on may 18th uh and have those kind of bragging rights but we do appreciate everybody do we have one more wait sammy's sammy's chiming in with something no okay so sammy's saying it's time to go sammy wants to go eat uh i'm making him work late on a thursday so we but again we appreciate everybody i know it was a, a weird night i by the way for those of you asking I did kill on Tuesday night. So it was worth it for me to miss that show. Uh, made a little bit of money, made some people laugh. So it was a good time. But Carmen, what do you got coming up there for the uh, FoxSports.com? Well, I'm continuing USFL coverage this weekend. I've been yeah. doing that the last couple of weekends. But then uh, in about 12 days, th- 13 days, not that I'm counting, uh, I'm going on vacation. So I will nice. be gtfo for a little while yeah and, uh, trying to unwind from going from the season to the playoffs to the super bowl to the draft to usfl and now i'm, I'm my brain is fried so yeah well a well-deserved vacation for you i will be back on wednesday night on nfl total access that's may 24th of course tomorrow morning i'm going to be doing my schedule predictions they don't turn those around immediately but at some point it'll show up on youtube and it'll show up on total access as well throughout the entire off season so you can go out and check and see how i changed my mind uh between the sick podcast version and the nfl total access version so for carmen i'm adam for sam and anella we thank you so much for being here we'll see you tuesday night bear down and sammy go ahead and play us out And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow the Sick Podcast with Adam Rank on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts.